Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 33 of Six Point Weekend. Last week was the penultimate episode. This one is the ultimate of season one. We're we're at the end of season one. Can you believe that? That is crazy. My goodness. It's, we've come a long way. Yes, we have. Um, we also have a special guest today. Before we do that, um, let's go ahead and remind you that um, this is brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company. They're located here in downtown Raleigh. They have a location in Asheville as well. Visit them online at tastybeverageco.com. We're also a part of the beautiful game network. That's bgn.fm. We're on Spotify now, fam. We're, it's lit. Is it's, it still a podcast if it's on Spotify? Yes. I they guess. have a podcast section. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I say yes. Um, friends of the pod, soccer and sweet tea, hashtag SNST fam. Uh, if you like what we do, we're on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash six point weekend. And as a friendly reminder, even though this is the end of season one, this is still brought to you by Hot Dogs, the official sandwich of six point weekend. <coughs> uh, I love we re- just appreciate the money. That's yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. I enjoy the reaction that I get every time that we do this. All right, so this is episode 33, the last of season one, and we are really glad to bring on a guest here for our closer and joining us. From the USL, design man himself, Gus Rachels. Gus, thanks for joining us, man. Hi, thank you for having me. Super great to have you on board today. Um, this is a soccer podcast. Masquerades is a food podcast. Actually, I think it's the other way around. It's a food podcast. That masquerades is a soccer podcast, right? That also somehow Something talks like that. about beer and uh, and dogs. And dogs, yes. Um, but Gus, uh, what got you into soccer? The offset. Um, well, I think it was from my brother mostly. Uh, just he just kind of infected my whole family with it. So um, I know that he, our uh, our kind of gateway soccer team was FC Barcelona because you need a good team to root for before you can root for bad teams. Um, <laughs> and so I was like a quote unquote fan of theirs for a year or so, and then and then gravitated towards uh, more towards MLS. Nice. So um, you follow you follow now in MLS. Uh, who do you follow in MLS? I uh, I've been a Portland Timbers fan, diehard Ayo. since about 2013. Rose City baby. Hey you too. Yeah man. And right on. Our, our resident flounder is not here yet. Oh, that's Ebony. All right. That's yeah. Ebony. Oh, which by the all way, right. um, yeah, we have Gus Rachel's online. I'm Jonathan. Dave's here. What's up? And KP. I forgot to do the introductions. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I forget. We do the introductions. I forget my own name. Um, but you know what? We're we're moving forward. Um, so you work for the USL. How did that come about? Uh, it just came about. Well, I guess um, you know, just kind of building up my uh resume beforehand. I did uh, I've been doing freelance work with Bleacher Report Football for a couple years. Um, I had an internship with Sporting KC uh before their 2017 season, and then I uh. I saw a post in for motion graphics for USL and, uh, and you know, it kind of had to, uh, it, it was a bit of a long process cause I was still in school at the time. So I had to like leave school early and shuffle a bunch of things around to make it happen. But I made it happen and I've been here since uh, March of this year. It's pretty awesome. Um, so what things have you been involved with, um, with the USL? Uh, pretty much everything from the start of the preseason up until now that, I mean, most of the things that you see on screen that move uh, are me. So I, uh, awesome. I, you know, they're yeah, they're they're graphics team. Uh, anim- or sorry, they designed like thumbnails for like 
goal of the week, uh, save of the week, etc. And I animated those for the intros, animated and templated lower thirds, uh, outro stuff like that. Um, a couple of the bigger projects I worked on is that early on in the season, I, uh, did a logo animation for every team in the league. Um, I, saw that wasn't... I love that. Yeah, yeah, we really like thank ours. You. We like ours. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, uh, that wasn't really something that I was told to do. I just figured it would be handy to have them. <laughs> so like in, in kind of like the, the moments when I didn't have any like deadlines or anything, I was like, all right, I'll animate a couple logos. Um, and so then we were able to push them out as Instagram stickers. Um, and, and now we just have them like in a bank. So whenever we need to throw an animated logo on something, we can. So that's super helpful. Um, I was all, I also did the video that launched our rebrand. Um, so cool. that, yeah, yeah. So that, that video that played at launch and that was shared around everywhere. That was, uh, that was basically like one, that was all me. It's not all me, but like, but like I, I built that up. Um, you know, we, we got an outside company to like do the branding itself, mm-hmm. um, make the logos, make the pattern, everything like that. Um, and then they made a couple assets and stuff like that. But other than that, all the animation and stuff was, uh, pretty much what I spent about two months of my time working on. Um, and then most recently I've, uh, I've been working on the look for the playoffs and the, and the animations and stuff. Uh, as far as that is concerned, and uh, my condolences, of course. <laughs> what what kind of tools do you use for uh, making those animations? Um, it's basically ninety percent of my day is spent in Adobe After Effects. Nice. Uh, that's that's yeah, that's that does all the heavy lifting. Occasionally, I'll have to dive into Photoshop or Illustrator or something like that. But but um, and you know there are a couple like. There's a 3D program that like is built into After Effects, Element 3D, that I've used for a couple things, um, but it's uh, it's basically all After Effects. Very cool. Thank yeah. you. Um, so you talk about the the postseason branding of the animation. Um, mm-hmm. As I've known you, um, animation has been your kind of uh, your calling card. Like, what really developed that? How did you come about to getting that kind of style of animation? You're talking about like the uh, the, 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 the players, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, that was kind of one of my first, like one of the first things I really tried out with motion graphics. Um, the first class that I took at school, the uh, the last project that we did, the professor was like, "All right, do whatever you want, you know, uh, you know, just just make it make it good and make it use something that we've learned." Um, so I remember, I don't remember what video it was. But I remember seeing a video back in my in my Barcelona days as a Barcelona fan where like uh there was a video that looked kinda like that. Um I just remember that like it was very uh it like made the goals look like they were painted, look like paintings. Um and and so I tried to adapt that into my own style and I at the as for the final in that class I animated seven different goals from that MLS season, which was 2015. Um, and I like made them all blend in with one another. And that's actually what got me the Bleacher Report freelancing gig. And so I've done a lot of type of animated players for them, uh, doing like historical goals and, uh, you know, reactionary stuff. Like I did a lot of work for them in Euro 2016 and the Champions League last year. Um, and so I tried to, 
with the playoffs this year, I tried to kind of take that concept and make it a little bit more functional. So instead of taking a goal that was scored and animating exactly what happened on that goal, that gets you used for like that one time. Here's the goal that was scored by this player at this time. And then you show people and then it's over. But what I decided to do is kind of make the animations more modular. So I animate a player celebrating for a, a brief second. Um, and I, you know, no face, no hair, no skin color. He could be anyone on that team. And so that way, not only is, uh, is it representative of the whole team rather than a specific player, but with each animation, I can easily swap out the colors of the jersey. So every animation I make, I just change the coloring and the details on the kit, and it can apply to any any team that I want to. So it's very easy to make this and apply it to a bunch of different teams, and it's a very high reuse value. So it's sort of like a function and a functional way of doing it, as well as like, a, look, this player represents the whole team rather than just one player on the team. So it's uh, so that's kind of what I was going for with those specifically for the playoffs this year. Love it. You mentioned uh, the rebrand earlier. I know you probably yeah. didn't have a whole lot to do with it, but I wanted to get your opinion on the whole, you know, uh, cribbing the English Football League uh, <laughs> in uh, renaming all the leagues in USL. Right. I think that especially for a league that is um, growing and making a name for itself, uh, it can be very. I think it's 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 useful uh, to kind of go with that naming convention because having to bend over backwards to explain to people the structure of the league could you know can kind of turn people off to it. You say okay, there's the USL, then there's the USL PDL, which is amateur, then there's USL D3, which doesn't exist yet but it's also professional. <laughs> but below USL, you you know you're kind of digging yourself a hole there if you're trying to introduce if you're trying to introduce the league to people. Um, so, you know, the uh, the EFL, you know, soccer over in England is very well known. A soccer fan who's maybe trying to get into domestic soccer is going to understand that structure without having to be explained. You know, you say Championship League 1, League 2, they immediately understand that structure and they know what's going on. So, um, you know, I, and I think as far and I think it's good for that and it's also good because it kind of links them all together under under a common umbrella. And I think it like. It, it's it's unifying the three leagues in a way that um, that they weren't so unified before. They each had a different logo. A lot of people didn't even know PDL was associated with the USL at all. So it's uh, it's it's a good way to clarify it, and I think it's a really sharp look overall. Nice. Right, so with the rebrand, um, mm -hmm. burning question: Can you get them to change our color on the score bug from gold to blue <laughs> or red? And not gold. <laughs> not gold. <laughs> um, I am not involved with broadcast decisions. <laughs> um, that would be. I honestly don't know who makes the calls of what color goes where. Um, but I can see if I can run that up the chain. <laughs> Sounds good. That would be great. Sounds We'd appreciate good. that very much. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a great color, but it's definitely not a primary or secondary. All right. <laughs> it, it goes down the sides, and it goes on the numbers. That's it. It is in the logo. <laughs> it is in the logo. So is red. So is red. Hashtag team more red. <laughs> more red. Okay. Um. So what's been your favorite project that you've worked on so far with the USL? Um. um I'm gonna say besides yeah. besides the rebrand video. Okay. Um. I mean, I guess I can't also say the playoffs because that's the thing I just spent a lot of time talking about. Um. I've done a couple of things. Uh. I've done I've done a couple of drug related things that have been a lot of fun. Um. 
when he hit his when he scored his 500th goal. Was that it, or was it when? No, it's when he played his 500th game. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. I did like a a kind of transition between all the kits that he had worn over his career with like little tallies running up of his uh of like his total goals and his total uh, appearances, and that was a whole lot of fun. Um, and then more recently, when he played his final regular season game, um, I did like I did a super intense version of the rotoscoping that I usually do. Um, and I, you know, I, I took footage that we got of uh, Jason Johnson putting the captain's armband on him, uh, and he was running out onto the field got at USL Experience earlier this year. And, uh, and I was able, and since we got it, it was like in 4k and really high quality footage. So I was able to get a lot more detailed with the animation. And so I, I spent like a full week working on that. Uh, and I think it turned out really well. Um, so it's nice to be able to like come into the league and when, you know, since this is Drogba's last season to be able to, uh, to do stuff like that before, you know, and it's also kind of cool to like be like, have that kind of, uh, and like, to be able to like celebrate the end of such a celebrated and storied career with USL and to have the opportunity to be able to do that is awesome. So probably those. Yeah. All right. So we got a couple of questions from um, Chuck podcast, Godfather um, also logo designer of the podcast. Um, All right. So he wants to know what's your typical uh, design process? Um, I think, well, are you talking about like just like at from, work or yeah. just in general, like own. from, from idea creation to, implementation i'd say that uh i'm a bit more of like uh throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks than i should be um i you know i really like just kind of doing something three or four different ways seeing what looks the best and running with that um and you know a lot of times especially like with the logo animations that i do so much of i just really like breaking things down into like very individual little parts and asking myself, how would this move? Like what's the most logical way that this would reveal itself or like move while it's idle or something like that. And so I, I just think like, you know, on a, on a looking on a small scale, being able to understand motion and analyze motion, I think is very important. And I, you know, I always try to try to, when I'm designing something, instead of designing something and then making it move, incorporating motion as a design element equally as important as the color, as the proportions, as the spacing, all this other things. So, um, you know, so I, I really just am trying to let the motion kind of take me where it goes, where it, like, wants to take me with these, uh, with with certain projects. So that was kind of a strange way of answering that question, but... Uh, but yeah. He also had one more question. I'm gonna tweak yeah. it a little bit. Um, he he asked, "What's the most frustrating thing about being a graphic designer?" <laughs> I'm gonna say, "What's the most frustrating thing about being a motion designer?" Right, because I'm not a graphic designer. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have a graphic design team, and they do great work, but I'm not one of them. Um, I uh, most frustrating thing about being a motion designer. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't have many complaints. Um, I might have to think about this one for a hot second. Um, I guess this is a trivial thing, but man, it's the worst when you open up After Effects and all your links are missing. <laughs> yeah, yes. man, yes. Yeah. awful, awful stuff. Just you have to go digging everywhere and try to find it into a million different folders. Horrible. 
Yeah, just for, um, for me in general, it's just every time Adobe Premiere or After Effects mm. crashes. See, I I had that exact problem this morning that I was like half of my day was just ruined by literally by After Effects crashing, and so I ended up just ditching for, for the project I was working on this morning. I just ended up ditching. Adobe and just doing Final Cut for a little bit. And I was just <laughs> like, screw this, I'm gonna do something else. You know, luckily for me, After Effects doesn't crash a lot, and it is very. The autosave feature is a lifesaver. Yes, but very sometimes true. I'm like really in the zone, and I'm like everything's falling into place, and I'm like doing everything, and I'm like hyper focused, and then After Effects autosaves, and it just thr- I'm like about to like push the final <laughs> thing over the finish line. After Effects autosaves, and I'm totally thrown off my game. So. uh so I guess that's not really something I should complain about, but it's irked me in the past. <laughs> All right, so we got um, a couple questions on Twitter. Um, yeah. One from Colton Qureshi. Um, uh-huh. He asked, How, how's your new album coming along, Gus? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, hello, Colton. Uh, he's uh, he's a, a former coworker of mine, uh, recently ditched us to live in New York with his fiance, I guess. <laughs> um but uh the album is coming along great. Uh I uh for those who don't know, I am a uh I'm a singer, songwriter, music man in my free time. Uh and I've been making albums since I was like 12 years old. Um and I haven't made one in a couple years and I'm slowly trying to write songs, trying to do stuff. I've got about half of it done. So uh so be looking for that on Spotify when it comes out. Plug Sweet. Yeah, he's also really good at writing songs about how much he loves all his friends. Oh, that's <laughs> also great. Um, is Daisy or Tango your favorite? I don't have favorites, obviously. Those are his cats, um, by the way. Yes, those are my cats. I love them very much. Daisy's currently napping next to me. She's adorable. I don't know where Tango is, but I love them both equally. Of course, of I can't course. pick between them. <laughs> of course. All right, so we have a few um, rapid-fire questions that we usually mm-hmm. ask. Um, all right, so here we go. Does pineapple yeah. go on pizza? Uh, of course. Okay. Um, best show, music or arts that you've been to? Um, best show, music or arts. Um, golly, that's tough. Um, uh, two years ago, I went to see the Struts at the Orange Peel in Asheville, and uh, it was electric. They put on such a good show. It was amazing. They came to play Cat's Cradle, and Ooh. my friend Steven went, and I didn't uh-huh. go. And I'm oh, upset. no. I saw them last weekend, and like I would, you know, the first time was obviously the best because I had never seen it before. But they they do a great job every time. Um, what's the most embarrassing song in your Spotify playlist? Most embarrassing song in my Spotify playlist. Um, I guess, I guess it's I guess my own music that's pretty <laughs> embarrassing. That because sometimes I listen to my own music one because the more I listen to it, then I know how to get better and I know what to improve on. But also. I just, you know, I like it. So, uh, so when people have caught me listening to my own music before, that is that is a new level of shame. That is, uh, <laughs> that that is, I, I I don't like that one bit. Um, other than that, my music taste is perfect, and I'm ashamed of nothing. All right, um, Gus gets called many things. Um, what is your favorite oh, nickname that you had growing up? My favorite nickname I had growing up. Um, my ninth grade English teacher called me Gustafsson. Uh. <laughs> Which is not an addition to my name that, you know, because everyone, everyone makes up nicknames for Gus, but I've heard them all before, but I've never heard that one before. Also, a friend of mine in college, my full name is Augustus, and so Gus is a part of that, but a friend of mine in college would call me Ustu, 
which is just another section of of Augustus. So I was a I was particularly a fan of that one also. Um, was your favorite movie or TV show in your Netflix queue right now? Um, all time, my favorite TV show is Breaking Bad, and that's still on Netflix, I guess. So that would count. Um, I don't. Uh, hmm. As for a show that's still on, BoJack Horseman is elite and perfect. Nice. Um, and uh, I'm not much of a movie watcher as much as I am a TV watcher. Um, and my favorite movie, which is Cabin in the Woods, is not on Netflix. So, Ooh. yeah. Um, best and worst city you visited, and why is the best city Raleigh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not sure I've ever, have I been to Raleigh before? Yeah, you've been here for the, for the Oh, well, I've game. been in, well, that's, yeah. well, that's Cary, North Carolina. Is that the same thing? It okay, was. Okay, so technically it's not. <laughs> technically it's not. It's the greater Raleigh area. It is part of the greater okay. Raleigh metro, yes. Um, I, uh, I think best city, I mean, geez, I've been, you know, I, when I was younger, I did a lot of, like, overseas travel with my family, so that was, like, a lot of that was, was absolutely amazing and wonderful so it's hard to pick between all those um i'll keep it within the u.s um i think my favorite cities i think it's a it's i think i like portland and new york city for different reasons um new york city is extremely overwhelming and very uh stimulating and i can take it in very small doses and uh and i love it for that um and also I mean, Portland has the timbers and I can't, and I can't turn that away. So, um, as for the worst city, um, why is it Charlotte? (laughs) Good question. Good question. Um, I'd have gone with Louisville myself, but, oh yeah. Uh, I can't, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure there's any city in particular that I'm like, oh, that one's the worst. I hate that one. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna, do I get a pass? Can I use my one pass? Yeah, you can pass. Yeah. Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm cashing in my pass on All Worst right. City. So usually, um, we ask, um, million dollar question, but we're gonna, we're gonna make it relevant. You won the okay. lotto. What are you <gasps> going to buy? Oh man, wait, did y'all buy lottery tickets? I am going to buy, um, a few when I leave here. Yes. <laughs> oh, isn't it, uh, don't, isn't it, don't they draw tonight? Yes, at uh, 11. You can buy ooh, as late as 10.45, I learned. Yes. Ooh, all right. Um, what would I do with the money? Uh, first of all, this is actually a question that we discussed a lot at work today, <laughs> which is that um, love my job, love what I do. I wouldn't work another day in my life. Um, Fair. I know that, I know that like, people like, oh, you know, you want something to do, but, like, I would... You'd find something to do. I would find something to do. I would probably... I would, first of all, do all, like, the boring, important stuff, like... You know, invest and and give to charity or whatever, but that's not what y'all want to hear. Um, I would, uh, I would do two things. One, I would want to like travel, but not like vacation travel. I'd want to like live a year in like as many different places as I can. Like immerse myself in a certain culture for a year, and then pack up and move nice. and immerse myself in another culture for a year. I would also, um. Uh, I would also never, uh, sorry, I would try to, I would make my soccer jersey collection the most stupid, ridiculous thing <laughs> anyone's ever seen. I approve of that. Nice. If it, if it scales accordingly to my income, uh, I would need to buy like a second apartment for my jerseys <laughs> if I won the lottery. Did he, like, make sure you get that real Betty's third jersey. 
You know, oh, yeah. that's yeah. supposed to be a really. Good I haven't, one. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, you you definitely need to take the uh, the Chuck Blazer approach and just get you know an apartment just for your uh, just for your jerseys like he did just for his cats. You need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so as you know, Gus, as we mentioned earlier, this is a food mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, am I allowed to swear? Yes. Yes. Hell fucking no. <laughs> My man. All right, so I, I got I got Nippon. I, I got Nippon Chopra. Uh, he's he's the one. Yes. Uh, Steve Malik said it was a hot dog because you know the, the salins. I will, I will take my one yes and take that as a victory for this All year. All right. <laughs> I got I got more wins on the hot dog question than Matthews got against us this year. That's true. Hey, so there we there go. go. <laughs> there we go. All right. Um, Gus, anything you would like to tell us? Where can you? Where can we find you? Where can we find your work? How can we follow you on social media? Um. All right. You can find my Twitter at Gus Rachel's. It's my name. Uh. You can. Talk to me there. Do whatever. Uh, that's where I spend most of my time. Um, my Instagram is also uh, Gus Rachel's. If you want to follow my art Instagram where I post my art things, it's Augustus Rachel's because that's when I get professional and use my full name. <laughs> um, if you want to check out the work that I've done, my website is AugustusRachel's.com. Um, and as an aside to personal plugs, Everyone, make sure to vote on November 6th. It's very yes. important. Very important. <laughs> yes. Very important to vote. November 6th, everybody. Yep. Yes. Or sooner if you can. Or if, sooner. If, I've if already voted. Yeah, I've yeah. already voted. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, also, since we're talking about voting, um, yeah. Austin Deleuze on Twitter, he put out a thing. Listen, go vote, post your sticker, tweet him, and you have a chance to win one of his jerseys. So yep. go do it. Um, uh, oh, Gus, we have uh, yes. one late question. It comes from Dylan. Can you make the right. horse run? <laughs> I will never make the horse run. <laughs> um, that was in reference to the, um, the the Charlotte logo that he animated. Um, I made the horse like finish a run, but I walk cycles are hard, especially if you're a horse. Uh, that so horse has finished. That horse has finished more runs than most Matthews players have this year. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't about to. Uh, I wasn't about to you know use a month learning how to make a horse run Secret uh, agent i had plus. you know i had 32 other logos to animate so uh <laughs> and you did so. them well well thank you all right optigus prime thank you for joining us man thank you so much for having me this is awesome all right uh super neat to have gus rachel's on the podcast this week good guest super good designer um but now hey who's sitting to the right of me Hi. It's Ebony. What's up, guys? Hey. hey. Miss anything? Uh, yeah, you missed really good We made guess. fun of Charlotte. We did make fun of I Charlotte. I mean, I was here for that part. You <laughs> were, that's right. Um, This is episode 33? Yeah, 33 of Six Point Weekend, the last one of season one. It's been a lot of fun. We've come a long way. Um, Ninth place. We made it, fam. We did make it. Um, You know who did not make it? Colin Clark. Oh, yeah. Ayo. Clark is out. Turn up. How about that? Um, we didn't think that was gonna happen, and it did. I I think, in the back of my head, part of me was like, trust in Mal. Well, I've always been camp trust in Malik, but I wasn't sure if I I think people have joked about it, like if he had like blackmail on Malik and the like. I don't know, but I feel like at some point he had to be like, look, I get it, but 
we need to move this step forward. I knew, I th- I think I knew when that moment was. It was when he, after, was it? Oh, yeah. I know exactly what moment you want to say. Yep. After Louisville? Oh, or, yeah. No, 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 no. After uh, Charleston. Char- yeah, Charleston. And he tweeted he was disappointed. Ah, and I was like, okay. That, uh, yeah. You know what? Early Some, signs. Yeah. Well, overall, the results just spoke for themselves. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure he knew those stats that that you recited. That I'm sure they were yeah, very sure well known to him. The 12 points that we dropped from goals scored against us after the 80th minute. Yeah. I mean, if we if soccer was an 80 minute game, we would have been in the playoffs. Yeah. We would have probably had a home playoff game. Yes. Yeah. But it's a 90 minute game, and the defense just could not hold out for 90 minutes in a, so many crucial games. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you add to that the fact we couldn't score in Toronto. That's another two points that. Shit show against Charleston in the dead in, in stoppage time. That's that was another two points. Yep. You know, it just it just added up. It just kept adding up and adding up. And I think the the New York and Louisville games ultimately that was it. Yeah. That was yeah. That was really it. You could, I mean you could feel it in the stands in the at the Red Bull game. I mean it you, was you could really feel it in the announcers booth. Yeah. I mean Jason Gary was getting on there saying. He's got to bring Rios on. He's got to bring Daniel Rios on into the game. He was saying that in the 60th minute, and I immediately knew, yeah, it's going to be another 20 minutes before Daniel Rios comes <laughs> in. The yeah. The the most interesting thing about this is that you know Colin was not fired. He was not renewed. Um, which I mean, read into it what you will, but I mean, the club finally made the decision. Um, it's it's been a long road. Like the thing is, is that. On this podcast, week after week, we have talked about how much we would like a coaching change. Now, earlier in the season, I think we we, we did it half in jest. Where somebody said, "Can you say three three good things about Colin Clark?" And like to be honest, like personally, from my own perspective, I am grateful to Colin Clark for what he's done for oh, the yeah, club. Oh no, yeah, there's no there's no slight in like he did a lot of good for this club, but at times it felt like the bad outweighed the good in mm. some of the seasons. Yeah. More so this season, I think, more than any of the seasons in the past. Agreed. I've stated, because like this, this is a on, on paper, this team could have been a top six team. Yes. Oh, for sure. Absolutely, it could, could have, have been, been a top, top four team. Is, the biggest problem they had all season was that they couldn't get the defense organized. Yeah. At all. At, in mean, the last 20, 10, 20 minutes. Well, it's not even that. I mean, it's just like, all like season. yeah, all that's season true. All season. Long. Did we put a, a lineup out like a defense out that was the same all season? I'm not sure we did. I mean, no. injuries come into play. Loans were. And the beginning of the season, we weren't sure who was playing for us, all that kind of stuff. I think the one thing that really tripped me up was we had that lo- Who was it on loan for like a third of the season? And then he left. Oh, was that yeah. Footy Danzo by any chance? There we it go. was Danzo, yeah. That's right. But he was on loan? Yeah. But he was on loan for like six games. And that's then he left. weird. I didn't know he was on loan. I just thought he was like on the club. I knew he disappeared. And then. We picked up like Walido, and then Gideon came on for the last third of the season. Mm-hmm. Connor was only there for half a season, mm-hmm. but even then, those were talented guys. Why could we not put something like why could why did they not work? You know what I'm saying, like, I understand like it takes games to make a backline work together, but you're also professionals, so yeah. you should be able to make it work no matter what. Well, I think there's also the fact that um, he gave Mike uh, Michael Harrington. So many opportunities to try and succeed, and I, games too fast. I yeah, I I just didn't rate him. Mm-hmm. I didn't rate him all season. I just thought he he was 
not I mean that his best had had was past him and that he was you know, yeah, they were the all paycheck. running past them. Yeah, he, yeah <laughs> they were all running past him. He, he, did, he definitely had a tough go this year. Yeah. He did. It was hard for me. I mean, especially, you know, like being an Illinois and Chicago Fire supporter. Like, it's cool seeing Michael Harrington, but yeah, you just you didn't have Malort. the... You Malort. I don't know if you can... Listen. <laughs> Malort's in my blood. <laughs> it's Clearly. In, Is it's it in, in your blood. blood right now? Or... It's still Maybe. in his blood from two years ago. What do you mean? <laughs> Debatable. Is it in the, is Possibly. It, is it in your blood like that nation's hatchet is in my blood from the bus trip? <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. I was just watching Dave get progressively drunker, and I was like, this is the best bus ride ever. <laughs> this is lit. Because he wouldn't eat. <laughs> he bought Bojangles onto the bus and set it to the side for two and a half hours. How can you put an entire 750ml bottle of 11% oatmeal stout? And then was like, oh, that was a bad idea. And I was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> How can you put Bojangles aside? I need to ask that question. Be- because I didn't want to go to that game completely hungry. Okay. I was not sure. I was told that the situation for food in Matthews was, was just terrible. as bad as last time. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I didn't I, bother with any of the concessions. So I did not want to go down there and realize um, I can't get any concessions here. Uh, so I mean, the, the Mexican the Mexican food truck that's there is the bomb. See, now, if I had known that, I actually would have taken some money down there and given more to them because they looked like they had some really good food going on. They had some amazing food. <laughs> I went there, like, we went down to Matthews twice. I only went to that food truck twice, and I spent like <laughs> ten bucks each time. You know, oh like talk every. I was getting everything. Tacos. Everything. Shout out to Speaking food of, trucks. Yes. Of, every, yeah, shout out to food trucks because the day after, the, get, you know, getting drunk, that drunk on that bus. There was a food truck rodeo. There was a food truck rodeo in, in Raleigh. Oh yeah, that's yep. right. I and wifey it. and I went out to that food truck rodeo and ate everything. Everything. And there... I don't know how we still had any room in our stomachs. By the time we got to Disney World the next night. And then there's an Epcot Food and Wine Festival going on. And we go to Epcot on Tuesday, two days after stuffing our faces at the Food Truck Rodeo. And ate everything again. This is a food podcast. I wish that was. This is a food podcast. podcast. (laughs) Right. Um, I may have walked 14 miles in Disney World. I still gained 10 pounds. (laughs) Is there there still a Tijuana Flats in the Raleigh area? Or Mm -hmm. the Durham area? Okay. There is. Because I just, I just really want some flautas. Because they closed the one on 9th Street. And I just I just want some chicken flautas. That's all I want. The one on 9th Street never should have opened. It's, it's too um, close to Cosmic it's Canteen. Not, yeah, I mean, you're right. No it's across the street. Go. It's not too it's far from street, where I used no. to live, down Wake Forest Road, I think. Oh, that's far. For, yeah. For you. That's far. There's one way there is on one. 55 as well, but I don't think that that's anywhere near where, where you are. Yeah, so. P- PSA. Um, there's a steak and shake. There's a second steak and shake that's open now, and it's south of here, down 401, south of here from London Bridge Pub, where we're recording. Excuse um, me. Yeah. Shout out to London Bridge to Pub London for, Bridge turn, for turning down the volume, so we don't have to hear Joe Buck in the background of this one. Hey. Because you know we do not have the express written consent of Major, Major League, League Baseball. Baseball. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Today is October oh, yeah. 23rd, Game One of the World Series. But yeah, there's a there's a steak and shake that's open now, Never and Boston. I am uh, going there uh, when we're done with the podcast. You know, I might have to join you on that because I haven't steak and shake in probably two years. Is it at fam? It's lit fam. It's a good fam. Okay. Food podcast. Food podcast. <laughs> we were talking about food food situation at Matthews. We got there from how did we get there? Bus. We were bus. Talking about him riding the bus. Okay. 
before that. Because <laughs> you mentioned you have the Malord, I got the Nation's Hatchet. Oh, just, yeah. And then we were talking about we, Michael Harrington. Yeah, we were talking about Michael Harrington. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, circ- we cycled last, back. It's our last podcast, guys. <laughs> Throw everything in. We'll make our way back. If you didn't hear that burp, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, that... I, Getting back to Colin Clark, though. Yeah. There were good things about his tenure here. Obviously, all the times we beat the LA Galaxy. Yep. You know, oh, yeah. Every time. Those were increased. amazing. It got increasingly better each time. And got incre- yeah, because especially the third year, because <laughs> even though <laughs> yes. we, we should have been on, on the main field and we couldn't be because of something. They were I don't know. They were resodding. Yeah, they were resodding. That's they were right. resodding, and apparently the only time they could resod it was when the LA Galaxy was coming and actually bringing the full team. Because they were with tired Rob- of losing to the Carolina Because Landon Real Donovan Hawks. gets in there and says, we're tired of losing to Carolina, and I'm like, Landon, you ain't been here in two years. Now, the fun thing about this, you have to remember that Galaxy was able to bring their full club because MLS was on break for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Janino was there, and Robbie Keane was there, and Zardes, Zardes yes, was Zardes. there, and Landon Donovan crazy. was there, and we still won. We still won. <laughs> and we still won. And I that, remember the penalty, um, the penalty shootout from what, from the year before that? Two years. Yeah, the year before that against uh, Shivas, Daniel Jackson with the winner. Oh, man. Daniel Jackson what with the goal. winner two years in a row because yeah. he scored the winner against Galaxy. Yeah. I was so delirious after that game because I had gotten there. I had driven from... Uh, Virginia Beach, where I had just done a uh, 3 a.m. DJ set. So I was operating on four hours sleep and a lot of coffee. And I just remember after that game, I was just so delirious that we won that shootout and could move on. It was, yeah. It was so great. I remember um, it was before the North Stand was a thing. But they were shooting this way. So some of the 309 depot, we went over behind the goal um, to heckle the goalkeeper. Um, didn't Akira take a pen? Was it what, one of the goalkeepers? He took a really good one. I think no, I think the Shivas key, uh, the Shivas keeper took a pen and he missed. <laughs> Something Akira like that. Saved it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, and that's then, right. Yeah, I remember that one. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yep. I think Shipolani took that, uh, scored the winning PK. No, no Daniel no, Jackson Daniel scored Jackson the winner. Scored the winner. Yeah, yes. Daniel Jackson scored the winner. Nice. That is something we'll forever remember. But yeah. Um gosh. So the I mean those open cup rounds were fantastic. And then um, in his in his parting year, Sweeping Matthews. Sweeping Matthews. Which yes. was one thing I, I know it's obviously not going to save the season, but it was one thing that at the beginning of this podcast that we were like, if there's one thing we can accomplish, it's beating Matthews every time, and we did that, I'll at least give him that. I feel like that was a good parting gift, yep. you know, despite the rest of the season. And judging by the press, uh, the club's press release, by technicality, we were the 2013 NASL champions, regular season champions. Really? By technicality, because do we still have that invisible trophy up? The, in the, the Wisdom have Cup. That invisible trophy. The Wisdom Cup. The Wisdom um, Cup, which doesn't exist. Yeah. So we we accumulated the most points because Cosmos joined in the fall. So we had uh-huh. most points over spring and fall, although Cosmos won the fall and won the soccer bowl. And it was funny it's because it's, it was because of that season that the NASL actually changed their playoff format. Yep. So they could allow teams that get the most points overall to be in the playoffs. And we still managed to miss the playoffs. So <laughs> that's the worst thing about fuck it. Fuck the Cosmos. Because, yeah, well, always fuck the Cosmos. Cosmos right. Yeah. But th- th- that was the worst thing about it was just that – 
every time it seemed like we were getting close to something. And this really started in 2013 when we, you know, we when we kind of tanked away the, the spring season against Atlanta and San Antonio. Yep. And then it was after that, we still had, you know, a year later, we still had a shot of making the playoffs at the end of the season. And we, everyone in 309 was trying to let the players know that, and they were really Gosh. nonchalant about it. They were just still, they were acting like they were playing out a string, yeah. which was really disappointing. And then, tw- you know, 2015 comes along, the, the whole traffic out thing, that was kind of yep. a lost season. Yeah. And then 2016, it looks like we're going to get off on, a, you know, to a great start, and we yeah, didn't. Yeah, I think. I mean, seven. We have seven. We have 17 and 18. 17, we did actually make the playoff. 17, well, we went on that. We were the only unbeaten team. For, at, yeah. Uh, in the country. Yep. Remember when we went on that stretch? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we, we uh, started the season. I can't remember how long. Then we 13 was it. 13 or was it 14 when we went undefeated at home? I think it was 13. That was yeah. 13. I mean, we we definitely had that's one of my favorite seasons of all time. We've had really good seasons, but we just ha- didn't really have a truly yeah. finished product. Right. In the end, I mean, aside from I think this the Southern Der- Derby Cup this year was probably the only trophy that Colin Clark won for coaching us. Yeah. Uh, Which, opposed, by the way, we're still waiting on the trophy. The only, the only trophy, the only league trophy that he ever won in Wake Med Soccer Park, he was coaching the Puerto Rico Islanders. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. So you know, thank you, Colin. So long, I guess. So long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> thanks so for all the fish. Go, yeah, definitely. I, so yeah. that, so mentioning that, where do you think he'll go? Uh, Will he? Will he go somewhere? Some expansion team on the West that's coming into you. Like a, U, like a, like a an expansion team, team like Orlando. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it can't get any worse. It definitely so, can't get any worse. Like their highlight of the season was beating Columbus 2-1 on two PKs to end their home, to, like to end their uh their home season. Yeah. But before that, the it had been 500 minutes since they scored their goal, and Dom Dwyer scored that against the Sounders. Mm-hmm. This was a really bad year for soccer in Orlando. It was a really it? bad year. Yeah, it's just yes, bo- absolutely both teams. Abysmal. It was like I knew Orlando City wasn't going to the playoffs. They on paper they were shit, and <laughs> on the field they were shittier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But the fact that the pride didn't make the yeah, playoffs how was the either. Pride, the, the, pride, the pride were in prime position to after after our game, after playing us, they were in position to make a really good run and go into the playoffs as a third seed, maybe even a second seed. But I didn't think they were going to take over Seattle's spot. Well, the, the and pride they shit the bed. Yeah. The pride really had the same problem that NCFC did. They didn't have their defense organized, mm-hmm. and well, I think that's got to be yeah. And I think that's got to be the priority for NCFC coming into next season. Get the defense organized. Because, I mean, you look at – I don't want to compare NCFC to the Courage constantly because I know there's, it's apples and oranges. But the thing about the Courage is you know who their best four in the back are. I mean, that was Hinkle, what – Ursag, Dahl, Kemper, Matthias. Right. Boom. And that was the NWSL best back four, too. Yeah. Yes, without question. <laughs> without question. Because they were because you always knew, you know, who you know who they were. They worked well together and they had that chemistry going all throughout the season. And you just didn't have that 
uh, with NCFC at all. So, I, you know, say what you will about Sam Allardyce and fucking A, I have. <laughs> but he at least knows how to get a back line organized. So that's the kind of manager we might need going into next season. So that, to me, should be... Priority That's one. Big Sam to nine one nine. Yeah. Well, uh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I wouldn't hell go that no. far. Wouldn't I, go I, that I, far. I still want actual, actual football. I don't want yes. them. I don't want anti-football. I want. I still want Bet. the one where, where you put the ball into the net. Well, <laughs> Mourinho might be losing a job soon, so maybe Mourinho to nine one nine. True. No. <laughs> how about? Can I have uh, some joy? Hey. I know. I know. <laughs> how, I'm picking how, all the managers I don't like. Let me come up with some more. How about uh, Tony Pulis? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Tata Martino? Because he's leaving Atlanta. You know what? But Fuck. He's going to he's Mexico. Going to Mexico. That's you true. know what? Fuck it. Arson Wenger to 919. I will welcome that with open arms. Uh, <laughs> JK. Um, <laughs> JK, thanks for 22 years, my dude. I don't need another 22 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, pass. 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 And, so, then, and then priority two should be finding strikers. Yeah. Yes. Because Daniel Rio, because you know Daniel Rio is yeah, going to he's going to end up in MLS, or oh, which he, he absolutely home. should. Yeah, or yeah, he's along from where? Chivas, 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 yeah, Chivas Guadalajara. Yep. So he'll, you know, he'll probably he'll either find a job in MLS or in Mexico. Donovan Awolo, we don't know if he'll be returning. So Who knows? Mario Sonomish probably is not coming back. Probably because he wouldn't want to. Well, yeah, but I, the coach that kept him on the bench is no longer there. I mean, that's that's, that's also true. So maybe he. Well, how much? I don't know how long he has left on his contract with us. So if he has another season at least, then maybe we he could say, "Hey, now I have a chance to play more." And I mean, I'd be down for that. Point nope. being, we need scoring. Yeah, Gomez deserved a better run. Hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. But but, yeah, we, but I mean, we need we need to tighten up our defense, and we need better striking options. Yeah, I mean for long term. For sure. I mean the one thing that we haven't mentioned is the one thing that's been rock solid concrete over the last six years. It's been the midfield. Because you've had, you know, Austin Deleuze and you had um Nas Al Badawi. And you had um you know, Capono Lowe when he would go up and play midfield every now and then. It's Same just, with Stephen Miller. He'd go up and Miller, play yeah. midfield yeah. every now and then. Like we've had midfield on lock. It's just our midfield has always been strong. Yeah, and it's, and it's weird that this was the year that we couldn't score goals because we've had Shilovsky and we've had um, uh, Brian Shriver. We've had you Etienne know, Barbara. Etienne Barbara. Yep. Um, Pablo Campos. Pablo Campos. Those Mike, two scored a lot of goals when they were here. Mike Grella for that half season. That's right. I mean, we've had the guys to score the goals, and it's just so weird that this we was can't a season we, without it. And that we can't find a permanent striker. Yeah. That's the one thing. I, well, there's very few things that are permanent at this level of soccer. That I mean, said, I mean that's yeah, that's that said, said, a striker that you can have on contract rather than on loan. Yeah. Yes. More. That's that's really the main thing. Um, I got we definitely got to by Nashville. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Hockey's on. It's uh the sports equinox for for everybody who can enjoy those things. Um. It is. I'm not one of those people that gets to enjoy the sports equinox. Um. <laughs> But it's it's so weird. I mean, this club is, is going to go in a different direction. The only thing is that we can definitely just hope that it's going to be as good as we want it to be. I think it will be. I mean, 
Not not in the sense of, well, it can't get worse than this, because it certainly could get oh, worse. It could get, yes. it could get yeah. much worse. <laughs> I think more just, again, going back to my earlier point of trusting in Malik, I think you know, putting all the effort he has and seeing what the Courage can do and knowing that we, NCFC, could have done even better, I think, I don't know how much say he's going to have in it, but I feel like he's going to put a lot into making sure we're in the right position. He owns the club. I would hope he has a fair amount of say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who exactly comes down to that decision, but I, I would assume it's him. Yeah. So who knows? I don't know who's out there, honestly. I give it to him. I'm gonna say Malik does. <laughs> yeah. So who? So Malik, who are you picking? That's that's the, the question. question. That's, that's the first. And when do we find question. out? Yeah. Probably not until the USL playoffs are over. I'm thinking. Probably. Yeah. I think it'll be a few more weeks before manager is now. Of course. So like you know, Colin, Colin Clark was fired the day after we recorded a podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> don't call it a thing. It, yeah. Right. So we might have a new manager tomorrow. I yeah. Mean, you never knows? know. You so never put, know. But start I've, putting your good vibes out there. I'm I'm expecting probably sometime you know at the around the end of the season we'll we'll have an announcement. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned the USL playoffs. That's where we're going to go next. There are eight teams left. Yes, yeah, um, those games were on fire. Yeah, so Phoenix Rising and Swope Park um, swoped with the upset Phoenix over game? Sacramento. Say what? Did you see that Phoenix game? Um, they put the beat down. Yeah, they did. Drive with that free kick? Oh. Yeah. They, okay. That was literally like a cannon of a free kick. <laughs> like the goalkeeper got in front of it and he still couldn't stop it. No one was going to stop that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, Swope with the upset over um, Sac Republic, so yeah, they'll meet on the 26th. Um, Cincinnati on penalties over Nashville. Um, that one. The the drought is over. The drought is over. They yeah. technically didn't win. Okay, they advanced. They, they advanced. advanced. Yeah, they, they advanced. Win. Yeah, but I mean, still, it counts for something. Um, Red Bull over Charleston Battery, which. No more Southern teams. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I honestly expected Red Bull to win. It was it was really close, and I mean, it was one nil victory, but uh, Red Bull got the win. Um, Louisville City four, Indy one. Disappointing. Um, yeah. That Louisville continues to go forward. Um, Bethlehem Steel on yeah. penalties. Oh, Ste- yeah. That was a good game. That was a good game. Yeah. Um, I also I picked Steel, honestly. Even though Pittsburgh really good, but I just thought that Steel. No, was. I think Steel. Um. Sure. OC Blues four, um, AC St. Louis nil, um, Reno one, um, Real Monarchs nil. So Blues and Reno, um, Louisville and Bethlehem, Cincinnati and um, Red Bull. I mean, honestly, Cincinnati is going to win the East. Let's uh, be real about yeah, I, that. That is real, but I, I think Louisville I feel, gives them a run. I feel like Louisville or a West Coast team is going to give them the Louisville. most trouble. Louisville's gonna like. Hold on, I was thinking that's the the other. Um, I think Louisville wins their game. It comes yeah. down to Cincy versus Louisville for the East. For the East. And yeah, then, and, Cincinnati's and then Louisville. Win. But see that. So here's the hope. So uh, it goes down for the East. It goes down to Louisville, Cincinnati. Louisville loses because Louisville should lose, but they wear down Cincy, and then they lose to someone like. Orange County. It's probably or Phoenix. Like Phoenix. Or Phoenix. Phoenix is probably going to win the yeah, win. I, I think Phoenix. Can we take a moment to appreciate the fact that Didier Drogba is still getting it done? He's a man. I, I can't believe I'm saying good things about a Chelsea player, but yes. He's a man. I mean, He is the man. Last last week when Ebony and I did the Express, I talked about Drogba's the reason why I'm 
I follow professional soccer at this point. Like, I watched him score a rocket of a goal in the International Champions Cup one year, and I'm like, oh, that dude, he's good. And that's <laughs> that's what got me into uh, into pro soccer. And not to not to forget the fact that Drogba literally stopped a war. So let's yeah. always remember that. There is that. Let's always remember that. But yeah, I mean, Drogba, that free kick was an absolute pile driver of a free yeah. kick. Everybody, if you haven't seen it yet, please go please watch go. it. Please go. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. And the Rooney goal. Oh, go man. Oh, my both gosh. Yeah, the Rooney goal. Whew. I think... I think um, Drogba probably saw the Rooney goal and said, "You know what? It was what? like bet. Yeah, no, easy. Son, no. <laughs> no, son. Easy. I got this. I got this, and I'm gonna do it in the playoffs." D- Speaking of playoffs, DC United is now in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah. DC United has clinched the playoffs. I, I gotta give them credit for that. They were yeah. in, when we played them in the Open Cup, they were in last place. I'm raising my hand to say that I was a part of the run because I was there for one of their victories. That's true. Um, I was there for Rooney's first goal. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and honestly, I'm I'm happy that DC's in the in the playoff again. Um, DC deserves to be okay. Hold on, let me rewind. I don't want to say they deserve to be, but they, they have earned it. They have earned it, and for the fact that they are such a storied club in um in American soccer history, just for the fact that they have four cups, it's real. It was really disappointing to see them floundering as such to go the the Villa route after being you know. One of a one of the top clubs in your in your country to you know not being great. Not being great. Yeah. I don't want to bring it out. So but. if you know if you know my team, I'm a Sounders fan. Yep. And we did the same thing. We were on a downward slope. It was bad. I think we were like second to last in our in the West for a long time, and then we went on that nine game unbeaten streak. Yep. And we have the potential to have a a buy in the playoffs on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I for a, for a while I thought that between in Cascadia it was only going to be one Cascadia team, and then you guys ended up leapfrogging Portland in position two. So see, seeing Sounders come up and do playoffs, it's going to be an interesting playoff season for both MLS and USL. I think we have a chance to meet. If so, yeah, we, I if know. Lose, That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> And depending on how things go Sunday, if we lose, well, we're going to get th- second or third. Because hmm. if we win, uh, LAFC and um, Sporting play each Sporting. other. So one of them is getting knocked. So if we win and one of those two lose, we're leapfrogging the second. Because if it's, if it's Sporting, they win, they win the West. If it's LAFC, they could win the Cup. They could, yeah, they. I'm not saying it, but I think LAFC could win the cup this year. I think I don't in the in the East. I don't think anybody's catching Atlanta at DC. I don't think anyone's catching DC right now. Not even Atlanta. I mean, they're hot. That's fair. They're DC is on a roll like no other. I was hoping it would be an interesting um, matchup to have two teams that have never won a cup. So having Atlanta and LAFC, two recent teams, go at it for the cup. But it'd be very good. It would be very good. But thinking realistically, you know, you're right. What if it was like I have Sounders versus DC. Sounders DC. That'd be an interesting lineup. And then Rooney wins in the cup. Wow. Well, I'm not just saying that because Rose City, baby, but also because that would be very interesting to see like storylines. Him, him basic storylines. I mean, 
he rose. DC rose from the ashes and then wins a cup. Yeah, and then wins their fifth stadium, cup. and then they won a cup. I would all like to had, see that. All they needed to do was just leave RFK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's really funny that we're talking about the uh, the playoffs because three of the five recent expansion teams have all made the playoffs. Atlanta and now LAFC have made it in their first seasons. But Orlando and Minnesota have cool stadiums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they at least have that. They carried a midway, apparently. Yeah. Jeez. Also, can the we talk? look really cool. Can <laughs> we talk about Minnesota? Like, can we talk about um, Allianz Field? It looks amazing. It does look amazing. It looks really cool. It's going to be great to see all the other teams win there. It's going to be great <laughs> when it's covered in snow. Yes. For real, for real, for real. Like, I think <laughs> it's, it's supposed to open for next spring, right? It's supposed think... to open for Gold Cup. Yeah. Good. All right, so but there's a gold cup game scheduled to play there. <laughs> I need a minute to win it. I need a snow game at that stadium. A snow classical again? Snow classical. <laughs> snow classical. We definitely need another snow classical. Oh man, that was the best. Yes. I mean, that I, was against Costa Rica, right? Yep. Yeah. In, in Colorado. Yep. The Jermaine yeah. Jones. Yeah. It literally snow started fro. snowing. Like, it was clear skies, and then like, the skies opened up and. It just snowed. And they had to Solid. stop the match to shovel the pitch. And then they started doing it in the middle of the game. When yeah, the ball was on one side, they shoveled the other side. <laughs> it was amazing. It, it was, was amazing. Beautiful. I need another. I will, I will never forget that match. That was one of the best of all time. And then, of course, Deuce with the, with the squeaky squeaky goal. Yep. Deuce. Yep. Taking his shirt off after the game. In yeah, the snow. Like, nah. In the snow. Nah. It's I'm like, good. <laughs> Oh, that's because y'all are Southerners. Listen, that's what I was born into. It. He was born in Texas, though. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know where he, I don't know where he get gets that from. Where he can just take his shirt off in the snow. The thing is, is that like he only lived in rainy places. Yeah, I mean, true. Seattle, Florida. London. Yeah. Yeah, London twice. Yeah. Um, yeah, forty degrees t-shirt weather. Let's be real. All right. I was. Sure. I, I am in the mornings, but you know. Yeah. After so, well, I can imagine being hot after playing all that, and then you take off a shirt. It's like, oh, this is quite comforting. And yeah. Then you need to put it back on. He's like, holy shit, it's freezing. Yeah, that's <laughs> also how you get hypothermia. Don't yeah. <laughs> that's very dangerous. Don't forget that. Um. All right. So this is episode thirty-three of Six Point Weekend, can the we, last uh, one of season one. Can we take a moment to talk about uh, the courage? Yeah. Just for yeah, a minute. Absolutely. And, you know about the fact that they not only had such an amazing season. They look like they're ready to bring everyone back. Yes. Everyone. Like the entire lose... roster. Uh, I think we lose a couple of people. Um, but as long as we keep Paul Riley, I think a lot of players stay. Um, That's completely fair. I do think the question lose... is, who who would we actually lose? I think you see Darian go. You think Darian Jenkins would go? I think Darian goes. Okay. Not Not for any other reason than... She, she wants was, playing time. Yeah, she was groomed. She's a ve- she's a very good player. We've seen what she can do finishing wise, um, a little bit. Her work rate is phenomenal. She's a very fast player. She's very quick on the ball. Um, but now she need, but now she's ready for some playing time, I think. And so she's gonna go get it. And she's gonna go get it at Washington or at Sky Blue. Um, she's not gonna get it in Portland. She's not gonna get it in Seattle. She's probably not going to get it in Orlando either. It's no. a world Although that depends on the new it's coach. It's a World so. Cup year. Yeah. So you're not going to have Alex Morgan and um, and Marta yep. 
and some of these other players, you're not going to have them. So she could very well get it. That's why I'm curious to see who we who we end up, you know, keeping and losing here in you the still, off season have, because you look at our lineup and there's a lot the, of World Cup stars on there, especially in the midfield. You know, could first off you look you look in the back, Sabrina D'Angelo will probably be on the Canada roster. Um Abby Dahlkemper will definitely be on the USA roster, mm-hmm. but she's pr- she might be the only defender we lose. Merit Mathias might go. Um, as an alternate, maybe. As an, as an alternate, maybe. But for the most part, Dahlkemper is going to be the biggest loss. And if as long as Abby Erseg remains, and I believe she is officially retired. She's from, officially retired from international duty. So that means someone like Kaylee Kurtz or Carrie Recaro. or if she Kurtz. sticks, or if, or if she sticks around, Julie King. I'd love to see Julie King back there. Julie King is a is an amazing defender. I when she played for um Boston, she was a very good defender. She she gets stuck in. She's she's good. She's Julie King good. Julie King was offered a contract, but I don't know if she's going to uh, stick her, around because her injuries are in. She's good, but she's had injury problems in the past, and yes. she spent the whole year injured this year. Yes. Now she's she's very good, and I hope she stays. Um, because they could definitely use that. Uh, they could use the extra defense. Yeah, you know, they, they could, could use, use the depth in defense. Yeah, there basically. We go. So um, having her around would be great. And you you got us. But then you look then you look up top as well and Lynn Williams and Dunn. Lynn Williams, at Jess McDonald, Kristen Hamilton. I don't see. There's a chance Lynn Williams would. I think there's a good chance Lynn Williams will be on the World Cup squad, especially if she starts the NWSL season pretty strong. I think so. Um, so, but that's where, like we were saying, Kristen Hamilton comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, if Darian Jenkins actually sticks around, you, Darian I know Jenkins. you don't think she will, but I, if she does stick around, I think she would get lots of minutes starting. Think, where um, we would lose a lot is the midfield. I think the only advantage, you know, that we would have is the fact that Ireland did not qualify for the World Cup. So Denise O'Sullivan and Shout out to Denise O'Sullivan, now playing on loan at Canberra United. Guest yeah. player. In the Australian W League. Uh, but she would be around during the World Cup, and she would pretty much have to anchor that midfield because Crystal Dunn would be gone, Sammy Mewis would be gone, Dabinia would be gone. Maybe McCall. McCall's are definitely. Um, and shout out to McCall as well, uh, working on her uh, rehab right now. Uh, yeah. She posted today to uh, Instagram saying that her... Her arm is improving, so best wishes to you, McCall. We might but, have a new song for you in the stands next year. Uh, speaking of McCall, so like with all those players gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the question becomes, who actually plays in our midfield? We still got a strong midfield. Denise, Eddie, I mean, Denise O'Sullivan. Um, Heather. Heather O'Reilly. <laughs> Elizabeth Eddy. Um, Meredith Beck. Carrie Ricaro might. Carrie Ricaro would definitely be our, our new DM. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry. So, run through the, through the. I feel uh, like if if we're if we're going to need depth anywhere along the way, it w- might actually end up being in that the midfield. midfield. Yeah. Uh, just just be. for that World Cup stretch, and it might end up being a situation where we draft someone first. We have the fifth pick in the college draft. Yeah, but draft. if you keep if you keep Kurtz, um, you put Kurtz in the back line, mm-hmm. Ricaro up to defensive mid. Mm-hmm. Um. Or you put Julie King back there, whichever one, and Kurtz can play midfield too. Kurtz is a very versatile player. Yes. So I think she could move to like in the midfield as well. Right. Um. 
But I mean, we're talking about the situation, and it's Morgan a, Reed. Mor- about her. Morgan Reed is a possibility as well. I mean, she she may very well stick around. Yeah. She was on the sidelines pretty much all season. Her and uh, was that Ryan Williams that was out there? Yeah, or, there we go. Yeah, I, know I, I think, was missing someone. I forget. Yeah, I I I I should know their names. I'm sorry. I apologize if it wasn't Ryan Williams. It was Ryan Williams. Okay. Yes, you're right. I so, was, I could picture her her face in my head, but mm-hmm. I couldn't place the name. Yeah. So that's why I was like looking for you for guidance, but I was like, this is not working. Like, we're not communicating <laughs> telepathically right now. Right. Yeah, the, te- the telepathy is off today. Yes, I'm sorry. So, it, I feel, you know, it's a shame that we don't still have uh, Franny Krause as an option. I thought she played really well in the Houston game yes, as a did. sub. I mean, scoring that goal for us, yeah. that equalizer. Um, I doubt she'll be returning. Well, no, we, she, because it was with the ICC when she didn't return. Yes. She didn't go to the ICC, and that was it. And we just never heard from her we again. Never saw her again. So, Franny, if you're out there, we wish you well. Um, but I feel like if you're if we're looking for any you know sort of uh, depth just for that World Cup stretch, it will very likely be in the midfield, and I think that's probably where we'll end up drafting um, in, during in the college draft. We have the number five pick in the draft. It's kind of <coughs> a weak draft this year, from what I've read. I've heard that, but I haven't really had a chance to see. So yeah. I think. So we might. We might get ourselves an extra midfielder there and have them available for, um, you know, for the World Cup stretch when we yeah. have to play those games, which we really shouldn't have to be playing. But I don't think they will. But you're going to want to give those players rest when they come back. So. Right. But if we're if we manage to bring back most of our roster and they stay healthy again oh, next year, I think year, we're going to bring back a lot. Most of our roster. I think then, we only lose like two or three players at most, mm. if that. If that. Then it could be really another wonderful season for the Courage, and I'm really, really eager to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Hashtag no finish line. I'm real excited, real excited. Hashtag definitely for real no finish line. Um, man. So the Courage don't have a finish line. We don't have a finish line either, but this is the end of season one. It's been a long road. Um, we started at Chuck's table. And now we are at the table here at London Bridge Pub. Shout out to them for being um, great one of hosts yes, all, great hosts, great sponsors. Is this um, what we're doing in the season? Thank you. Yeah, um, I'm getting there. But also, um, thank you to uh, to Tasty Beverage Company. Special thank you to Johnny. Um, we did a podcast at his table. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah. That was a really fun one. That was. Um, we did a podcast a at Tasty Beverage Company. We, we did, did a do a podcast episode there. We did. Hashtag kiss the ten. Hashtag, Hashtag kiss, kiss the, the ten. ten. Yeah, for real, y'all. You need to um, hop on this Patreon train. We're gonna be doing a whole bunch of bonus episodes. Um, uh, special thank you to uh, to Hot Take Mario, yeah, uh, to, uh, to, to Simon for making an, an appearance on the show. Uh, shout out to Tailgate Mario, yeah, um, unofficial mascot. Is, is can we make him the official mascot? He's official. He's the official mascot. Always official. Um, uh, thank you to Stephen Malik for coming and sitting down with us yes. during the Red Bulls match when yes. we were here. Yeah. Yes, actually, um, thank you to all of our guests. Yeah, shout out to like all of the. Like the staff on NCFC who sat down and talked with us um, for the we live show. We have our rugby shirt now because of that. We yep. do. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go cop that thing yeah, so I need to cop soon. That. So soon. Um, thank you to uh, to everybody who supported us on Patreon. To everybody who listened to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on the the website. And thank you for all the reviews. Um, gosh. All right, Ebony, you have people to thank. I do have people to thank. I want to thank you guys for letting me 
do this with you all. This is so fun. I love it. It's just like talking with old friends. I want to thank the NCFC fam for supporting us all season. I want to thank the Courage for a fantastic season. Uh, it was it was one that I'll never forget. I had some amazing times in the stands. I can't wait to do it again next season. So I want to thank uh, NCFC as well. We had some amazing times in the stands. Good or bad results, it didn't matter. We had a ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to thank OCS. You guys, when we say NCFC fan, we mean it. We so do. Thank you. Um, you thanked all of our our corporate people, uh, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I saw him tonight. I want to thank Corey and all of the front office staff at NCFC slash NC Courage because they made game day fun. Yes, that's true. I made yes, some I made some new friends and I love it and I can't wait to do it again next season. Um. I don't know who else to thank. All right. Um, yeah. KP. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of great names have been said. Obviously, all my podcast mates. It's been a lot of fun. I look forward to next season and all the bonus episodes. Yeah. Um, you know, both teams, leadership, all that stuff, the front office, everybody who works hard for these teams to make it a reality. OCS, Ryan, everybody. And also thank my wife for um, letting me overcommit while we're still childless. <laughs> Dave? Uh, Thank you to you guys for allowing me to be part of this. I've really enjoyed it all season. Uh, Thank you to our guy Chuck for, you know, getting it started. Yes, Godfather Chuck. Godfather Chuck, we do appreciate it. Uh, Thank you to Paul Riley and the Courage for the most amazing soccer season of my life. I loved every minute of it, and I can't wait to do it again. Um, Thank you to... Everyone who appeared on the show, McCall Zerboni, Darian Jenkins, Stephen Malik. Yep. Um, the, the the merch guy. Yep. His name I Matt. can't remember. Matt. 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 The merch guy. Um, Nippon Chopra. Yeah, Nippon Chopra. Um, Gus. 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 <laughs> um, thank you to uh, OCS for uh, um, keeping uh, keeping the drums intact, especially Zach. For helping, yeah, you know, shout out Zach. Yeah, you know, for Big helping keeping the drum stand intact, and actually, and uh, shout out to Patrick and them for getting more drums into the stands and for pouring water on those drums. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Zach for the amazing Tifo. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. The t- the tifo, tifo fam. Man. And the uh, the sticker that we made out of the Tifo. Um, Cleaning up the weeds. Yes. Always a, always a classic. Shout out to Zach also for turning my cookout cup into a real thing. Mm. <laughs> like, um, gosh. Lots of Zach shout outs. Lots of Zach shout outs. Also, I, I, I want to also say thank you to Chuck also again for getting this whole thing started. Thank you to, to Ryan for founding OCS. Yes. Um, yes. Shout out to like the entire NCFC fam, to the, the, to the whales and to the courage. Um, to the route to the red eye rowdies now. Yes, to the red eye rowdies. We've expanded our family. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's been it's been an incredible year. It's been so much fun. Um, I'm ready to do this again next year and to keep doing it after this point because we're gonna be in the playoffs. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to for next year. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, thank you to everybody listening right now. I'm just really excited to go drink this beer, Ebony. Yeah. Yeah. Turn up. Turn up. Okay. Um, so when we leave here, um, Chuck is going to have a few words to say and thank you. Um, so you'll hear his voice um, when we sign off from here. But, Ebony, before we leave, Hi. for the final time, yeah. who brings us here? 
Oh, we're brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company. It's dark beer season, but today, oh, today we have Ooh. a we have something else. We got a designer beer today. We do. Uh, we have the Runaway IPA, which is a collaboration between Ponysaurus and Runaway. If you don't know who Runaway is, Jonathan, Man. how dope is this clo- this clothing? Line? Buy these clothes. Super dope. They made a um. They made a um, Friends of the Sea T-shirt, and it was just like they 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 got a giant whale on it. Number one, there's that. Two, um, they print T-shirts with the way that Derm is said. Um, Derm. Derm. And they're just super dope. Find them on Main Street. Uh, we're also part of the Beautiful Game Network, BGN.FM, and we're friends of the pod on Soccer and Sweet Tea. Hashtag SNST fam. We're also on uh. Spotify now. Yeah, we are. And iTunes, Google Podcasts, five stars if you please. Uh, we're also on Patreon. After this week, we go to every other week where every episode will be a bonus episode. So if you have something you want us to talk about, uh, throw it out there. Maybe we can get it on a pod. But you gotta be on patreon.com slash six point weekend. You gotta be you gotta sponsor us. One every dollar helps. One dollar gets you that that bonus content. Yes, it does. So we just one dollar, one dollar, one lousy dollar. And you also have to say that line that Justin makes us say. Yes, um, for the final time this year, this podcast is brought to you by Hot Dogs, the official sandwich. The official hot dog. Thanks for hot nothing, dogs. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks so, for nothing but that cash, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that cash. That cash. Uh, um, so we. We do want to thank all of our Patreon subscribers. For real, for real. You guys have been awesome. You have helped us get new XLRs. Yeah. Um, we sound better each week now because of them. Um, you helped fund all these amazing stickers we've done all season. You've been amazing. We appreciate you. We're sorry about the lack of bonus content, but now we're going to make up for it. So if you guys <laughs> yes, have we are. <laughs> so if you guys have something you want us to talk about, please let us know, and we will absolutely jump right on it. Um. So in two weeks, we will talk to you guys again. Yep. I'm yep. Ebony. I'm Jonathan. I'm KP. And I'm drunk. Hey. He might be. He might be. He might not be. You can't tell. Oh, man. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Um, We'll see you down the lines. Bonus content coming. Um, Here's a few words from Chuck. Bye, everybody. Bye. Peace. Oh, hey, so you guys thought that we were done, didn't you? We ain't done. We're we ain't not done. done. We forgot it something. It ain't over. It ain't over. The party's not over. The bridge might be over, but this podcast isn't. All right, <laughs> so here's bye. the thing. All right, so um, we put it out to y'all. We want to know what y'all thought the goal of the year was. Um, first of all, as Gus mentioned, and we're going to remind you right now, to vote. Did you vote? I did vote. Have vote. you voted yet? Yes. I went and voted, you voted this morning. Yet? Yes. Okay, I still have not gone to vote yet. I'm planning to go do so, if not tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. But I'm definitely going to go get that done. Um, but we asked you to vote on goal of the year. Um, did you vote in goal of the year? I did. Of course. All right. So, without further ado, as I scroll down here, here we go. Uh, do we want to start with the dead whales or with the courage? All right. So, fans' choice goal of the year winner, Scissors. Yes. Steinbanger's overhead. His welcome to North Carolina. 63% of the vote. 
Damn. Damn. Yeah. That was a good goal. That was a very good goal. Um, Austin Deleuze's um, long-range missile, 16%. Daniel Rios, 13 And Lomas with 8 Um, uh, Again, I campaigned so hard for Lomas to be on the ballot. I'm just glad he got votes. Yeah, he got votes. His goal was good. All right, so that would be... Quick tangent. Did you see that all the goal of the month nominees for the Gonza Taco was just Rios, 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 and then, like... Austin. Oh, no, that's good. That's right. <laughs> I mean... Fair. I mean... Fair. 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 It's what yeah. you call stuff in the ballot box. Stu- A little yeah. bit. I mean, just go score goals. That's what you do. All right. Um, and the winner for the Courage Goal of the Year, Ebony, drumroll. Rockets only, but that doesn't exactly tell you which one it was. <laughs> which, one? which rocket? Sammy. 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 Oh wow. Sending us to the final. That was a good one. That, that was, a, was a great goal. Um, Merritt Mathias from Chapel Hill um, came in second. Um, yeah. Sam won, by the way, with 52% of the vote. So again, it was a, another, a little closer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mathias, 24%. Um, Jess, the the long range through ball finish. Um, 18% against Sky Blue and Dabinia with the winner in the opener um, was fourth. Nice. Um, yeah, super great goals, super great goals. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, this is the part where we actually say bye. Yeah. I love you guys. This yeah. has been a bunch of fun. Uh, we got bonus content coming up next. I'm Jonathan. I'm Ebony. Yeah. Again. I'm KP. Yeah. And I'm Dave. Yeah. He's still drunk, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, guys. Not bye. driving home. See ya. <laughs> Chuck here, guys. I'm out walking my dog. Um, and I'm not there tonight, but I wanted to send some thank yous to all the people uh, that are listening and to NCFC and to The Courage. Uh, first of all, thank you to the fans and the listeners, the people that are actually listening to the podcast, subscribing. Uh, we see the metrics, and it keeps growing and growing every episode. So, guys, thank you so much for um, taking part in this journey with us. It's been really fun to kind of start this mid-season, first season. Um, it's been fun it's been a lot of fun and uh you know i've obviously taken a back seat kind of doing more of the administrative side of things i don't know jonathan and ebony and dave and kp have all done a fantastic job of of uh pushing this podcast better and better since i've uh kind of taken a step back um thank you to uh the ncnc and the courage front office you guys have been great and very supportive from day one to help us uh get some the players on and get some contacts going for that so really appreciate that oh man if i had to give out like mvp awards i think i mentioned this earlier on in the season i it's hard to choose for both teams really i'd give i'm honestly probably going to give mvp to alex tambakis just a a slight nod over daniel rios obviously Rios scores the goals but tambakis kept them out and how many times each week, each month, did he get save of the week, save of the month, or at least nominated? The guy was unstoppable, and even in our own team awards, he didn't really even get a shout out. So I kind of feel bad for him, and to the point where, like, you know, he deserved one. So Alex, I'm just gonna give you the slightest of edges for NCFC MVP, Courage MVP. I mean, God, you know, just go down the list and take your pick. I don't know. They're all good. The, the team is the MVP, truly. Um, it really seemed to be a team effort. You know, Lynn Williams putting in the goals, Jess McDonald putting in the goals, Dabinia, uh, Denise O'Sullivan, McCall, at the Abbeys in the back. I mean, everybody just was so amazing this year, so it's hard to even give an MVP to one particular player. Uh, Denise O'Sullivan was 
fantastic in the midfield. Kind of did a lot of the stuff that you it doesn't really show up on the stat sheets. Uh, same with McCall. Oh, man, thank you to all of the uh, guests that were on this season. Pretty awesome first season. Hopefully get some more uh, NCFC encouraged players next year and some more uh, interesting uh, special guests kind of outside of the realm of the uh, NCFC fam. I'm rambling at this point. I'm walking the dog, having a you know a moment here just uh, in between going from one thing to the next. But uh, thank you guys for listening, of course, and tell your friends about it. And we'll be back next year, bigger and better. Uh, and we'll be doing some episodes periodically throughout the off season. Um, so thank you. Bye. <laughs>